Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Flow Racing is the new home of NASCAR Roots Racing. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. See NASCAR legends, past, present, and future battle it out in dirt late models, sprint cars, and more at your favorite tracks every week. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keslowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keslowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you after a marathon weekend in Daytona. And let's just start there. Tip of the cap to everybody involved at Daytona International Speedway over the weekend, uh, drying the track to getting us ready to race for all the racing that we got. It was a great weekend in Daytona, drama-filled weekend, pressure-packed weekend in Daytona. And on the heels of that weekend, we have now established who will be running for a playoff in the NASCAR Cup Series beginning this weekend at the Darlington Raceway. Um, we've had some drama. All sides of drama have been represented from the Xfinity Series to the Cup Series. But uh, it was a memorable weekend for a lot of different reasons there at the World Center of Racing. We're about to make some more memories beginning this weekend at Darlington. And that's where I'm going to begin. Before we get into the nuts and the bolts of this week's download, I want to share a little Darlington story. Darlington has a special place in my heart. Always will. Always has. And that goes all the way back to when I was a youngster and the Bagley family would load up and we would go on vacation. We'd go to Florida, go to Walt Disney World. Well, on the way back, it was a mandate from dad that we always stopped at Darlington. We'd come up Interstate 95. We'd hop off there in Florence on Route 52. We'd go over to the racetrack. And that was the first time I'd ever seen Darlington Raceway in person. I grew up and my only experience with Darlington 
was watching it in the drop-ins of Wide World of Sports on ABC on Saturday, and then, of course, listening to it on MRN back in the day. And to be able to see that place back then, this is, we're talking like 80s, late 70s, early 80s, when you would go there, and that was when the what is now back stretch was the front stretch. It had the overhang to it that the front stretch was covered. It was just one of those priceless racetracks that it was so cool to visit because that visit brought that racetrack to life. Other than what I was able to see brought to life through through the TV with the wide world of sports or have it uh, brought to life on radio as well. Darlington's just been so cool. That was my first taste ever of Southern hospitality. They know how to treat you when you walk in the door at Darlington. Not just the racetrack, but the whole community. It's spectacular to see a community open its arms and welcome in NASCAR and all of us that are inside the sport and the industry. I know that it can be a handful for drivers, but it's so fun to go, spend time with the locals, spend time with the race fans that come there from out of town, and then obviously the racing that we're going to get this weekend, which, by the way, NASCAR Xfinity and NASCAR Cup Series racing for the Cookout Southern 500 race weekend. If you've never been to Darlington, just go check it out. You'll love it. It's one of the oldest tracks that we have on the NASCAR landscape, and uh, I'm so glad that it's back, and I think it's a great thing that Darlington is the playoff opener, which is coming our way this weekend. And speaking of playoff openers, NASCAR Cup Series playoff media days have happened, and we're going to let you hear from two drivers that we had a chance to catch up with. And why not make one of them the defending series champion? Kyle Larson won the title last year uh, out at Phoenix Raceway. He comes into this year's playoff, perhaps maybe not the favorite that he was a year ago. The lay of the land is different for the number five team. Here's my conversation with Kyle Larson at Playoff Media Days. Why are you not liking golf that much right now? I well, because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's an honest analysis. Yeah, no, I my handicap is I'm like I'm a ten eight right now, but I'm I'm really should be like a thirteen. Um, so I'm not playing to my handicap. So I'm getting smoked on money and not finishing as high up as I need to in our golf guys' standings, even though I think I'm I'm probably not leaving the points now. We played yesterday, and I played terrible. So I just don't have the time to golf as much right now, so I have gotten worse again. There for a few months when I was golfing a lot. Earlier this year, I got back better, not to the best that I've been, but I got competitive and where I could be happy with the rounds I was shooting. Right now, it's just, I don't even have fun, like, at all. Like, I don't even look forward to going to the golf course. <laughs> Who is the coolest person you have golfed with or would want to golf with? Hmm. Um, I don't know. We played, gosh, what was his name? Hunter, Hunter something. He was a, he's a baseball player. Ricky and I played with him out in Scottsdale. And um, he... He smashed the ball. He could hit it so far. So, uh, yeah, that was cool to see. Um, but somebody that I wish I would like to play golf with, um, I'm a, I'm kind of a Justin Timberlake fan, and uh, he's a good golfer, so I, I would like to golf with him someday. How did you land on being a Timberlake guy? I think he's just – he is so talented that I, I respect – you know, his acting abilities, his obviously his singing abilities. I mean, he's kind of a comedian, I feel like, too. So, um, yeah, I, I respect that, I think, is why 
you know, I think there's better actors, there's better singers, there's obviously better comedians and stuff, but for him to be able to do all of that, I think is why I like him a lot. You know what's amazing is that you talk about people view you as cool, like Kyle Larson's a cool guy, but yet the cool guy has a person's that's cool as well, maybe in a different way. It's like, because a lot of people look at you as, hey, you're the racer, you know, you're the Cup Series champion, you, you drive world that lost cars and all that stuff, and that's awesome. But then you are like, hey, I, that guy's cool over there. It's kind of weird, you know? Yeah, and we all put our pants on the same way. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're all we're all normal. We're all normal people. Um, I'm sure, yeah, my, I probably think Justin Timberlake or a guy like that's not normal. But, like I said, he puts his pants on the same way we do. So, uh, I'm sure he's normal and, and does normal things. And, um, it, you know, his kids scream at him you know, just like mine scream at me. So, um, yeah, we're all, we all do the, the same normal things. Um, it's just easy sometimes to think that somebody's cooler than you, but it's really not the case. Uh, we are headed to what some people view as a cool racetrack uh, at Darlington this weekend. Um, Darlington, for us observers, is fun. Mm-hmm. Is it fun for you? I love Darlington. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun. I wish we could race there more often. Uh, I really love this first round of racetracks. They're all really fun. So, um, yeah, I look forward to going to Darlington this weekend. Um, it's going to be a super long race. Um, to me, it's the most challenging race of the year, just with how you know, just demanding the racetrack is, plus the length of race. Um, so yeah, I uh, I look forward to it, and, and I've ran really well there in the past. So I hope we can get a win finally. All right, walk me through turn one because that to me is probably the most awkward turn. It looks awkward how you come off the end of the front stretch, you do your little dip, and then center up, and then. It's on from there. What are you thinking going down the front? I call it a qualifying lap. Uh, honestly, I worry more about three and four than one and two. Really? One and two to me has a lot more grip than three and four, like with the speed and the downforce and stuff. So one and two to me, I mean, they're they're both challenge, super challenging corners, but one and two is so fast and gripped up, I mean, compared to the other end, um, <laughs> that I don't, I don't know. I just... It's you just lift and you get back to the gas a little bit and then come out of the throttle again to turn back down the hill and then you get back in the gas. Like it's a pretty simple corner for me, um, and it's basically got one line through there. Uh, where three and four is you, know, you have to lift way early. You, there's so many different ways to get around three and four there, and and it feels really slick. Um, you're carrying so much speed down the backstretch because of how fast turns one and two are that you you're always like. Am I going to hit the wall this time in three and four? I'm more worried about hitting the wall in three and four than I am one and two. So um, I say that I'm going to go smash the wall one and two probably this weekend. But Don't say uh, that. <laughs> no, it's a it's a fun track. It and it gets the pace falls off so much, and you're just sliding around. It's it's a good time. What is this ten race stretch like for you? Obviously, last year it ended with a championship, but you guys focus and. You guys have this uncanny ability to focus on what you're doing, compartmentalize, you know, get in the race car, go drive Darlington. You got Bristol coming, you got Talladega. I mean, you got all this, and you respond to the challenge every single week. Mm-hmm. What is that level of focus like? Do you take it to the next level, or is just business as usual and you're just chilling for the next 10 weeks? Um, I would say, I mean, it's business as usual. I would say, you know, we, we aren't. Like our prep work, I feel like, and all that is no different than any other week. But, I mean, you can't deny the fact that these 10 weeks are, are more important than than probably the last 10 weeks. So, with that, I feel like, yes, you probably internally put a little bit more focus and desire into these 
you know next 10 weeks but um when you're already when you're already pretty focused leading up to it um it doesn't feel much different when, once it comes now let's talk to a driver that got in through points we're speaking of ryan blaney daytona was a tense time for ryan the 12 team and everybody associated with that they are the only team to get in on points and through that process they too are gearing up for a playoff and for a championship run here in 2022 well, let's jump into current events. You are racing for a playoff by the hair of your chinny chin chin. How yeah, long yeah. was Daytona for you, rain delay and all? Yeah, it was a long weekend. Um, you know, not doing anything, right? Qualifying, get rained out, sit around, don't race on Saturday, end up racing Sunday. You know, it's just, uh, you know, definitely a long weekend. And then, you know, you go out and get wrecked, wrecked 20 laps into the race, you know, so. That makes even for a longer day, and, and it kind of, you know, you got to abort on your normal plan, and you have to adapt to, okay, this is the situation now. What can we do to, you know, maximize our day and just keep running all day and stay in the game, stay in the fight? Um, so I was really happy when that Daytona was over, and we, you know, we got in, and I just sat on my couch and relaxed the Sunday night and just took it all in. So pretty stressful day. Uh, but really proud of the whole 12 group for sticking with it. I mean, that's why we race all day, right? That's why you try to run all the laps and you don't quit because you never know what can happen. And it's because of days like that. Championships come from days like that. When mm-hmm. you when you have to get down and you got to roll up the sleeves and sometimes, you know, I mean, get get into the nitty gritty and to be able to walk away three points to the good. Yep. Also, at the same time, I would imagine that you've gone back and think, man, I'm glad we did this here, or I'm glad we did that there instead of parking the car. Instead of doing yeah. that, you go back and you you acknowledge th- at least the three points that you got from stuff that happened earlier yeah. in the year. Oh, definitely, for sure. Um, you, can, you can kind of do both, right? I mean, it's like, man, I'm glad we did that because it got us a few points. Or then you look at it like, well, damn, we threw away 30 points this race by wrecking. You know, it wouldn't even been close, but you can't Monday quarterback that stuff, right? I mean, if you could change that stuff up, right, you wouldn't have any problems in the world. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, you run 25 races, 26 races, and it comes down to three points between me and Martin. And, uh, you know, it's, that is the exciting part of it. And, uh, you know, it, it, you hate it for the 19 guys because they put a great year together too. You know, it's just like our year. They had a really consistent year. They just didn't win. And, um, you know, it just happened to work in our favor, you know, in Daytona and, um, but yeah, just uh, excited to hit the reset button and go go forward to the playoffs now. Let's talk about Jonathan Hassler. Uh, first year with him as your crew chief. Todd's come over with us yep. and, and yep. analyzes the whole race. What kind of leader is Jonathan, especially after what you guys did at Daytona last week? Yeah, I, I, he's done a great job. Um, you know, getting to work with Jonathan this year uh, with our first year together, I thought we've bonded really well. Um, We've done some pretty cool things, and, and he and I are still learning each other. And honestly, he's he's still a young crew chief. I mean, he it's only crew chiefing experience. He did the Wood Brothers the second half of last year, and then you know our deal this year. So, you know, he's still getting his feet wet as well um, on the crew chiefing side, sitting on the box, you know, calling the shots. So, um, it's been fun to learn together. Um, thought he did a great job as a leadership role uh, at Daytona of keeping everyone calm, understanding the situation we were in and going forward with a plan. And uh, that was, you know, spoke a lot about his character and, and what his, ca- his capabilities are. So I think it was a, you know, 
it was stressful the way it happened, but I think it was good for us to, you know, kind of stick together as a team and kind of have that, uh, you know, that bad thing happen to us uh, and have to overcome that issue. I feel like it had all of us grow together as a team and working, you know, as a unit. So, Did your playoff life flash in front of your eyes when you went spinning? Because I, I called the wreck. And I saw you spin. I'm just like, oh no, yeah, oh no. That that is that is not an optimal thing that's going yeah. on right now. What what was going on? How how quickly did you acknowledge like, oh god, yeah, no, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, you know, when you get done wrecking, right? You're like, you're immediately into damage assessment, right? Okay, how bad is my car? What's what can I tell is wrong with it? You know, immediately I knew the wheel steering wheel was 180 degrees the wrong way, right? So that means something's bent, broke up control arm, towing, something's been broke. It's not good as a driver. Um, need a lot of, need a lot of repairs. Um, and then it's like, I cannot believe that just happened. Like we weren't even being aggressive, right? We, okay, me, the 11 and the 43, we were pushing the top lane to try to get there. And then we just got down and we weren't even being aggressive and shoving in a wrong spot. It just, you know, there was like an accordion and, and next thing you know, you just get tagged and, and wrecked. So I just like, I cannot believe we just wrecked 20 laps into this race of just kind of that was the moment we just finally chilled out like we pushed hard to get the top lane going and then we got to the bottom and just okay let's relax you know a couple laps we'll make a move at the end of the stage try to get more points but let's take a breath here and then next thing you know you're boom you're wrecked so it just shows you how quickly things can go wrong at those racetracks um but so yeah just kind of disbelief but then gosh you get over it and you're like okay well this is what it is now and let's do the best we can to fix this car and make all the laps we can and there's only one of those left this year. That's Talladega, but a unique one's coming up this weekend in Darlington. Have you? Do you have a grasp on what you need to do and the car needs to do and everybody needs to do to have a good day at Darlington? Yeah, you know, you learn as you, you know, race there more and more. And you know, the Southern 500. That's probably one of the toughest races that we go to. I mean, it's one of the most mentally and physically demanding races that we have. It's perfect to start the playoffs. It's like okay. Congratulations on making the playoff. Here's the toughest race on the schedule. Uh, and it really shows what you and your team are made of right off the bat. Uh, and so that place just, you know, it's tough in and of itself just racing it. But the transition it goes through from the start of the race to the middle to the end, you have to really be on top of that. Um, just 500 miles of complete focus. If you lose concentration for a second, you're going to hit the fence. So um, I like to think, I hope we have pretty good notes there, you know, from previous years and, and are prepared the best we can. What about you coming into the playoffs knowing that your future is solid? You've re-upped your deal. I heard Roger talk yesterday about, um, you know, we don't have any contract issues. All of our guys are, are buttoned up. We've got them squared away. Others that you're racing against can't say the same thing. What kind of peace of mind does it give you knowing what your future is and knowing that everybody that's on your team is locked in and you don't have to deal with any of those distractions? Yeah, that's always nice. You know, job security is always a good thing. Um, I was really happy, you know, to get that deal done with Penske. Uh, they've been a home to me for I mean, 10 years now, and I don't feel like it, that's for sure. But uh, it's been a, a really cool decade there. Um, they've done some cool things with them and the Wood Brothers, and um, it was awesome, you know, to be able to stay there. Because I, honestly, I couldn't see myself going anywhere else. You know, they've done so much for me. They're a family to me. Um, it's great men and women I've met over there and have known over the years. Um, so that, you know, that part makes you feel good as a driver, like, you know, must be doing a good enough job. They want to keep me here and, and let's you know, be here for many, many more years. Uh, so, but yeah, as far as like the, 
the job security pressure wise, you're like, okay, you know, that's done. 100% focused on racing. Uh, so I've been fortunate that I'm not in that spot of like an unknown. What races coming up do you feel will cater to your strengths and the strengths of your race team? Because you're going to, on paper at least, you're going to have to win to move on. Yeah. Where's the best spot for that to happen? I think Darlington this weekend. Really? And then weekend after that, it's going to be Kansas, Kansas and then Bristol. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then it'll be the next one after That's that. That's right. And the next one after that. That's right. I, I don't know. I try to go into every race like I don't try to pick favorite tracks, right? Because, right. you know, if you go to into a track, you're like, oh, man, we don't really run good here, you know. Let's just get out of here with the top 10. You know, I don't think that's the way to kind of have your mindset. You have to go into every place thinking you can win. And that's that's what you have to strive for. And that's what you have to do in the playoffs. So that's that's what I try to keep in my head. One more thing before we go. Um, you know, you talk about that intense day you had at Daytona. You're about to have another one this weekend at Darlington. And you're in there for 500 miles, hours on end. How do you come down from that? Will you drive home Sunday night after the race? Do you need time alone? Do you blast music how do you yeah. how do you come down from that high as exhausted as you were and will be this sunday yeah I, I always drive home right after the race um you know i i've gotten smarter through the years i don't drive home by myself anymore um i learned that one as a kid you know my first couple southern 500s i'm like who hell's long ride home you know it's only over, just over two hours right. you know to huntersville but it's like that's a long ride home by yourself at night you're worn out and now you know i i usually either ride home you know my girlfriend will ride with me or i have some friends who come down i'll just ride back with them so um it is easy for me to try to you know kind of wind down and shut the switch off of you know race mode to to just you know weekly mode um it depends kind of how your race goes if you have a bad race you're going to kind of stew over it and like think okay what what went wrong what could we do better you know, what are we, what are we going to do better, you know, next week, um, if you made mistakes. So, um, but yeah, I just, if I get tired, I'll blast music, but I usually just, just kind of, kind of replay the race a little bit through the drive home and, um, take the positives out of it. Most important question of it all, where in the car is the trophy positioned? Does it have its own seat and seat belt? Yeah. Is it back in the back? Where do you put the trophy on the ride home? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, probably, I'll probably double buckle it into the back seat. Uh, <laughs> double buckle. Double, double buckle. Uh, <laughs> or if there's no room, I'll, I'll have some ratchet straps and, and some moving blankets and put it in the bed of the truck. I don't know. We'll find that. We'll figure it out when we get there. It's fun catching up with Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney at playoff media days in advance of obviously the playoff opener this weekend in Darlington. How are the odds looking for this weekend at Darlington? Let's get a checking of them. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Please bet responsibly. Here is producer Trey with the odds for this weekend's get-together in the PD region of South Carolina. Well, Mike, today I'm not only going to take a look at the odds for the Cookout Southern 500 on Sunday evening. I'm also going to take a look at what Vegas thinks heading into the playoffs as well as far as determining who is the favorite out of this 16-driver field for the championship. So let's start with the Southern 500 first because it kind of intertwines with the playoff favorites and my playoff favorites as well. So the favorites to win this weekend at Darlington, the ultimate favorite is a driver who's actually never won at Darlington in the Cup Series, and that's defending Cup Series champion Kyle Larson. He's had a bunch of second-place finishes there. He always runs well there. 
but he has yet to get victory lane. He's very confident heading into the weekend, though. He is 6-1 to one to win. Right behind him is the 2021 winner of the Southern 500, Denny Hamlin, who held off a very late charge from Kyle Larson to win that race. It was his first win of the 2021 season last year and opened up the playoffs with a bunch of momentum for Hamlin. He's 7-1. to one. And then you've got four more playoff drivers all at 8-1. to one. Vegas likes Chase Elliott, the regular season champion. Joey Logano, the winner of the Goodyear 400 earlier this year. Ross Chastain and Tyler Reddick. They are all at 8-1 to one to get there. My pick for this weekend, though, I'm going to go with one of those four drivers at 8-1. to one. I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. If you remember back here in the spring, Ross might have had the fastest car in that fabulous Coca-Cola polar bear throwback he was running for Team Trackhouse and just got caught up in a big wreck. There's that transition coming off of turn two out of the repave, and his car kind of bottomed out, got squirrely, and it caused a, a big crash. But Chastain might have been the class of the field. And there's been a lot of talk going into these playoffs with all of the on-track incidents and the other drivers that Chastain has made mad throughout the season. The question is, will the rest of the field let Ross Chastain win a championship? I think Ross is going to go out on Sunday and make a statement and say, yes, I can win a championship, and I'm already advancing to the second round with a win in one of NASCAR's crown jewel races. Long shots this weekend. There are a couple to look at. Eric Jones, former Southern 500 winner, he is at plus 4,000 or 40 to 1 to win this weekend. And Austin Dillon, who secured his playoff spot with that dramatic victory in the Coke Zero Sugar 400, all the way down at 66 to 1. Vegas doesn't love Dillon's chances at Darlington, but just two years ago, when Dillon was in the playoffs, he started it with a second place finish and almost tracked down Kevin Harvick in the closing laps. So Austin Dillon at 66 to 1. Eric Jones is the non-playoff driver that I think has the best chance to win this weekend at 40 to 1. Now on to the championship. I said the odds kind of intertwined, and four of the favorites to win this weekend are the four favorites to win the championship according to Vegas. Chase Elliott, he's at plus 300, 3 to 1. It's a pretty overwhelming favorite. He has more than twice as better odds than any other driver. Kyle Larson is second, the defending champion at 7 to 1. And then Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain sit at plus 800. Now, for my final four picks, I kind of, you know, I like three shoe-ins for that. I think Elliott, he's shown he's really the class of the field this season. Hamlin, even though he's been down there in points, he has speed every weekend. If they can clean up those uh, pit road penalties and pit road mistakes that they've had this season, I think Hamlin is one of the fastest cars in the field week in and week out, and he has a ton of playoff experience. Then Joey Logano. Very quietly, he rose up to second in the points to end the regular season. I think the tracks in the playoffs set up well for him. He's a veteran. I think he's been the best forward all season long. I like Joey Logano to get into the playoffs. And then for the final spot, kind of circled in on three drivers. Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, who are two of the top four favorites, and then Tyler Reddick as well. That's my long shot worth looking at in the playoffs. He's 16-1 to to win the championship, and I just like the way the schedule shapes up for Tyler Reddick to possibly be that dark horse that advances to Phoenix uh, in November. The first round, obviously, Darlington and Kansas, worn out tracks where you can run around the top. Reddick is phenomenal at those kind of tracks. That round sets up good for him. He's arguably been the best road course racer in 2022. What do we have as the cutoff race in round two? The Charlotte Roval, Talladega. He just finished second at Daytona. So that round shapes up well for him. And then 
In the third round this year, Homestead Miami Speedway, back in the playoffs. Reddick won two championships there in the Xfinity Series with all the pressure on him. And I think that he could possibly do that if he gets to the round of eight. You're going to have to look at Reddick as a possible guy who could win at Homestead and surprise everyone in advance to the championship four for Richard Childress Racing and a team that he's no longer going to be with in just a few seasons. But my final pick in the championship four, it's not going to be Reddick. It's the same guy that I picked to win this weekend in the Southern 500. I think Ross Chastain does it. I think his speed is undeniable. Maybe he finds himself in some incidents on track, but I don't think guys are going to be too necessarily too eager to pay him back because if you knock Ross out of the playoffs, what's to say Ross doesn't pay you back if you're still in it? I think that Ross and Team Trackhouse, I think they continue to be the best and overwhelmingly the most headline worthy story of the season. And I think they advance all the way to Phoenix, making your championship for Elliott, Hamlin, Logano, and Chastain. And what a story that would be. Denny Hamlin still looking for his first championship. And then Ross Chastain getting there as the dark horse, competing with the two drivers he's had the most incidents with this season, Hamlin and Elliott. That would be a very interesting championship for. But by the way, my pick would be Logano. I just love the way that that team uh, runs on those style of racetracks. One at Gateway. I think Kurt Busch said that weekend that it was kind of eerily similar in terms of the setups between uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway and Phoenix. So Logano is my ultimate pick to win the championship, but championship for, again, Elliott, Hamlin, Logano, Chastain, and also I think Chastain wins this weekend, the Southern 500. His odds to win this weekend and his odds to win the championship are the same at plus 800. Thank you, Trey. Here's our broadcast schedule for the matters being tended to in Darlington this weekend. We'll start on Saturday. It'll be pole qualifying at noon Eastern Saturday for the NASCAR Cup Cars. Motor Racing Network will have that call there at high noon. That'll be followed by the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Sport Clips, Haircuts, VFW, Help a Hero 200. That is the third race to go in their regular season. They've got a lot of work to do in Darlington. And, of course, the heavy lifting for the playoffs will begin Sunday It'll be the NASCAR Cup Series Cookout Southern 500 Motor Racing Network and NASCAR Live Race Day on the air at 5 p.m. in the East. Hope you'll join us from our coverage from Darlington. We'll have a good review and we'll reconvene Tuesdays at 7 with NASCAR Live. And, of course, right here on Thursday of next week with another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for checking us out. Do it early and often, and we'll talk to you again next week right here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everyone. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.